Looks like Shane Beamer and South Carolina's coaching staff said, you know what, we're having fun loading up in the trenches, but it's time we get some weapons on the edge on offense. And that is exactly what they're getting in recent commit, Michael Smith. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation. Welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also the lead staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And before we get into this Wednesday edition of Locked On Gamecocks, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On College Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're going to talk about a lot of recruiting on today's show. We're going to talk about the latest addition to the South Carolina football program in newly minted commit Michael Smith. We'll discuss what kind of player he is and which current player on South Carolina's roster his game most compares to. We're also going to talk about some other offensive skill players that are worth watching in the coming months from the 2024 recruiting cycle. Who could be some of the next players to join the 2024 recruiting class for South Carolina? And then at the end of the show, we'll talk about a recent development with a national level prospect from the 2025 recruiting class. It's going to be one heck of a show today. So let's go ahead and get right into it with Michael Smith, the tight end out of Calvary Day School down in Savannah, Georgia, as he announced his commitment to Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program early Tuesday afternoon. The main takeaway when it comes to Michael Smith and his overall game is Michael Smith is basically going to be Trey Knox 2.0 for South Carolina. Now, obviously, Trey Knox has yet to take a snap here at South Carolina, but in order to get an idea of why I make this comparison, we have to consider this. Michael Smith, when you watch the film, he is a modern-day tight end, basically meaning he is more of a receiving threat than he is sort of a traditional inline blocker. Kind of like Trey Knox, he's going to be a guy that you can flex out wide beyond the numbers you can put him out in the slot position and yes he can still line up in line with the offensive line in a traditional tight end stance so he's positionally versatile along with being able to go downfield and make a real impact in the passing game he's very athletic at the same time he has great body dexterity and contact balance for his size as he stands right now at about six foot four, 225 pounds, depending on which recruiting service website you look at. He's also got a very good release off of the line of scrimmage when he's not pressed at the line. This is obviously one thing that because of the competition he plays and the fact that he is not even a senior yet in high school, he is going to have to work on as soon as he gets to South Carolina, try to increase some of that upper body strength a little bit, add a little bit of muscle to his frame so that when he goes up against SEC defensive backs in man press coverage, that's not going to be a significant issue for him. 
He also possesses really solid straight line speed. He is somewhat of a long stride runner in the sense that he covers a lot of ground with every single step that he takes on the field. And the other thing about Michael Smith is this. He is a big play threat down the field. He can consistently make catches, whether he's got a defender right on him or the ball's getting put in a tight window and he's got to be able to contort his body, use his hand-eye coordination, and readjust his hands to be able to reel in a tough pass. He can do all of those things. He's got a wide catch radius and He, again, has great body control, which not only helps him when he is running through contact after the catch, but also helps him when the ball is arriving mid-flight, again, in a tight area. So maybe near the sidelines or maybe even in the back of the end zone. He showcased this multiple times in his junior year highlight reel from Calvary Day School. And Michael Smith, he churns out explosive plays like it's nothing for the Cavaliers. And if you want to know how I know this, well, all you got to do is look at his stat line from his junior season. As Michael Smith reeled in 24 catches for 788 receiving yards, if you do the quick math, that's 25 average yards per reception, which is just ridiculously high. And he also had 13 touchdowns through the air last season. So, In terms of how I feel like Michael Smith will transition on to the next level, at this current moment, I could certainly see Michael Smith getting some snaps in year one, especially on special teams if he is an early enrollee. Because, again, Trey Knox is only going to be here in Columbia for one season. At least that is the plan as long as everything goes accordingly. And then he's got Joshua Simon behind him who would likely slide into that same kind of role in his final year of eligibility in 2024. And if that ends up being the case, then there's not going to be necessarily an immediate need for Michael Smith to come right on in and play right away, which, again, I think would be a good thing because I do think that Michael Smith, again, would need to adjust to the elevated competition. I think that he would obviously need to hit the weight room, get in the strength and conditioning programming of a college football program, And if he can do all of that, then I think that by the time he is in his second year here in the program, Michael Smith can be making an impact on this offense. Again, I don't think that he's necessarily going to be a guy that you can expect to come in right away and be an immediate difference maker, but I certainly don't think that's going to take him a long period of time for him to get settled in to this South Carolina football program. So, Michael Smith, a really solid get here for Jody Wright. Credit to him as he was the primary recruiter here for Michael Smith. And Dow Loggins apparently also jumped in on this recruitment not long after he took the offensive coordinator job here at South Carolina. So a little bit of a team effort, but Jody Wright has been on this recruitment for quite some time now. Gamecocks beat out some really good teams here, Ohio State, Arkansas, and Tennessee. And there were plenty of other good teams out there that offered Michael, but he decided that he wants to go to South Carolina and like some of these other guys, it seems like that Michael Smith is really buying into what is happening here at South Carolina. So this great start to the week for South Carolina continues. And the thing is, there's multiple other offensive weapons in this 2024 class at the skill positions that the Gamecocks are in on and are prospects that maybe the fans should pay attention to moving forward. Just who are these prospects? We're going to talk about this in a little bit more detail, just a couple moments right here 
on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs have officially arrived. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On in FanDuel because they are the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from money lines to point spreads and even to player props. Plus, you can even continue your bets for a chance at a bigger payout win with a same-game parlay. South Carolina is getting ready to play the Florida Gators later this evening in Gainesville in a men's basketball contest. And for the Gamecocks, the spread right now is not in their favor. They're listed as 16.5-point underdogs. The money line is listed as plus 1,100 for the Gamecocks. And the over-under is set at 132.5 points. And... The Gamecocks odds there are minus 115. So you feel like South Carolina's going to have a little bit of a bounce back here against a Gators team that has been a little bit inconsistent this season, then bet on them to cover. If you think that their woes in conference play are going to continue, well, I won't exactly stop you from betting the Gators to cover here. But you can do it all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Quick discretion, FanDuel is only available in select states. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen here today. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, where you'll find everything you need to know about college basketball in just one place. Plus, you'll hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's continue the discussion regarding recruiting the offensive side of the ball for South Carolina in the 2024 recruiting cycle. More specifically, the offensive skill positions, which basically is talking about running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So I went back and looked at some of the prospects that the Gamecocks have offered to this point. And when looking at these guys, particularly in terms of the receiver position, there were three specific players that sort of stuck out to me based on what has gone on in the last few months between them and South Carolina's coaching staff. Players that I think that fans are going to need to watch moving forward for varying reasons. So let's go ahead and dive on into this discussion and start off with Probably the most obvious answer for those of you who've been following this show or following recruiting for any solid length of time up to this point, Mazio Bennett out of Greenville, South Carolina. Now, again, this one is pretty easy to read here. Mazio Bennett has visited South Carolina by far the most out of all the teams that have offered him to this point. He's visited Columbia a whopping eight times. Eight times. You don't see too many prospects repeatedly go back to one school like that this early on in their recruiting process. 
He is widely viewed to be a Gamecock lean at this current moment. Even after a recent visit to Alabama, I believe this past weekend or two weekends ago, that from the sounds of it, apparently went pretty well. That says a lot about just how good South Carolina's coaching staff has performed so far at not only manifesting, but maintaining a relationship here with Maisie O'Bennett, how constant they've been with their communication. And speaking of that, he's got a fantastic relationship, specifically with South Carolina wide receivers coach Justin Stepp, who obviously would be his position coach at the collegiate level. Justin Stepp, as I've said before on this show, he is a noted recruiter, a noted relationships guy. He does not lose recruiting battles because of effort. So, it's only a matter of time before Justin Stepp really starts to land, at least from a national perspective, some really big fish in the pond. And Mazio Bennett could very well be the player that kickstarts all that for South Carolina's wide receivers coach. South Carolina also happened to be Mazio Bennett's first Power 5 offer, which is pretty telling here because that means that South Carolina staff recognized his talents early on. And I can promise you that is not something that these kind of prospects forget. And the other thing is this, I talked about earlier how he's viewed as a Gamecock lean right now, and if you need any more evidence as to why this is the case, here's a pretty good piece right here. In the past month and a half, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wiltfong and National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports Brian Don have both crystal balled Bennett to end up at South Carolina, basically their way of predicting where a prospect is going to end up. And I mean this when I say this, Steve Wiltfong, when he makes these kind of predictions, it is taken as gospel in the college football recruiting landscape because he does not miss really ever. And he normally doesn't make these kind of predictions unless he feels pretty solid that maybe a decision is impending or he's obviously got really good sources that have told him some valid, reliable information here. So overall, Maceo Bennett is an in-state prospect that you need to watch. The relationships here are great between him and South Carolina. He's got familiarity with the school and the staff. And again, they were his first major Power 5 offer, which you know he's going to remember at the end of the process. Now, another skill position player to watch here is wide receiver B.J. Gibson out of Rochelle, Georgia, which is only 200 miles away from Williams-Brice Stadium. So not too terribly far away in the grand scheme of things. Now, Gibson is a pretty talented prospect, which is evidenced by the fact that he holds offers from Georgia, Florida State, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, Arkansas, and many other Power 5 programs beyond just that group. Now, B.J. Gibson is an intriguing one because of what else happened just in the last 72 hours or so. He went to South Carolina's Junior Day event this past weekend, and he also tweeted about it, and he said, quote, he had a blast. And without reading too much into that one tweet, it seems pretty evident that, you know, he truly means that, that B.J. Gibson had a really solid time here in Columbia. Now, the thing to keep in mind with B.J. Gibson that I have not mentioned yet is the fact that Gibson also plays baseball, and he plans on playing both baseball and football when he goes on to college. He's been committed to Tennessee for baseball for a pretty good while now. Can't tell you exactly how long, but he's been quite familiar with Tennessee's baseball program, and they obviously had a pretty good relationship. Well, here's the thing. On Monday, after he visited South Carolina for their Junior Day event, he officially announced on Twitter that he was decommitting from Tennessee's baseball program. 
Now, obviously, you could just simply take that as, well, maybe he just wants to take more time with his decision. Maybe now he's got something else that he's thinking about. And that's where South Carolina could come in here. I do not want to believe that the timing of him decommitting after he just visited South Carolina for their Junior Day event is merely coincidental. I do not believe that to be the case personally. I think that it's clear South Carolina made an impression here on B.J. Gibson. And based on his recent activity, it seems like that he is intrigued by South Carolina and that he's going to be a prospect that the Gamecocks and the fan base need to watch and pay attention to moving forward. The main competition here likely is going to be Georgia because he's taken two visits there. They're the home state program, and obviously they're back-to-back national champs in the sport. So got to watch out for the Bulldogs and obviously Tennessee. I mean, he was committed to their baseball program, and he's taken a visit there as well. And their football program has also done quite well in the last year or two. So it seems like that right now, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, in no particular order, are sort of the three teams sticking out here for B.J. Gibson. The last one, real quickly, that we'll go over here is DeMello Jones, an athlete out of Swainsboro, Georgia, only 122 miles away from the University of South Carolina. Now, DeMello Jones has been sort of a quote-unquote late bloomer here in terms of the recruiting process, as in the past eight months, his recruitment has absolutely skyrocketed. He has gotten 22 offers in that stretch, including offers from Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, Tennessee, and again, a lot of other Power 5 programs that I'm not going to be able to mention here. South Carolina was his second SEC offer right behind the Georgia Bulldogs. So again, South Carolina got in this one a little bit earlier than some of these other programs. Now, Jones has paid the Gamecocks two visits in the past two months, which included Junior Day this past weekend. And I think that that means a lot here because, again, you heard some of the names I mentioned, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, certain programs that are not maybe as easy to travel to like it is for South Carolina. And he could have taken this extra time he had in the middle of basketball season, which he does play basketball, to go visit one of those programs. But he didn't. He went to South Carolina. And I think that that at least gives a clue that, Again, South Carolina's in the game here for DeMello. And based on his tweet about the visit, it seems like Torian Gray is his primary recruiter. And if anyone on this staff has got ammunition to use in terms of how good they are at developing talent and how good they are at securing talent, it's Torian Gray. Torian Gray's put multiple guys in the NFL. He made a former walk-on in Jalen Foster into an All-American. And he's about to probably have a first-round draft pick now under his name and Cam Smith this coming April. So, touring Gray recruiting DeMello Jones, I think that bodes well for South Carolina based on what he's done so far. And overall, Jones is a player who's going to eventually probably go see these other programs because obviously, I think he's going to want to get a big picture in terms of what all these places have to offer. But it does seem like, again, based on everything I just mentioned, that the Gamecocks are off to a great start in his recruitment. For now, I would say that the main competition here is, again, the home state team in the Georgia Bulldogs that I believe he has also paid a visit to. Some other prospects to watch in terms of offensive skill talent are Micah Gilbert and Zion Reagans because both of these guys have already visited the Gamecocks once in the process, and it seemed like, in both instances, the visit ended up going 
pretty well. So be interesting to see how these things develop. And of course, recruiting can fluctuate on any given week and these things can change. But again, as of this point in time, I think Mazio Bennett, B.J. Gibson, and DeMello Jones are the main three offensive skill players to watch in terms of the recruiting aspect for South Carolina's football program in the coming months. Okay, so I've talked a lot about the 2024 recruiting class, and for obvious reason, because the 2024 recruiting class is getting ready to be the main class that South Carolina's coaching staff is paying most of their attention to. But... As we all know, in major college football, you can't just be recruiting the upcoming recruiting class. You have to be working ahead in one cycle, two cycles, three cycles down the road, checking out who maybe the top prospects in the country might end up being, trying to cultivate, again, some early relationships that these prospects are going to remember at the end of the day. And South Carolina's coaching staff has done so already with, obviously, some really talented 2025 prospects, including one Elijah Griffin. Elijah Griffin is considered to be one of the best, if not potentially the best player in the entire country for the 2025 recruiting class. As according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings, which is an average of all the major recruiting services, he's the second best player nationally. So, needless to say, in terms of Elijah Griffin's recruitment, this is probably going to end up being a heavyweight fight for whoever ends up landing him at the end of the entire process. And there's already some heavy hitters that are in pursuit here. He's gotten offers from Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Florida State, and many others on top of that. Now, here's the thing. Elijah Griffin has already taken two visits to South Carolina. The last time he visited the Gamecocks was the week of the Charlotte game. And it appears that Elijah Griffin has enough interest in the Gamecocks that he is getting ready to make a return trip to Columbia. As he went on Twitter yesterday afternoon and officially stated that he is going to visit the Gamecocks this upcoming weekend. So, why should this be recruitment that fans pay attention to? Well... Besides the fact that, again, based on his offers and based on where he's ranked already with these major recruiting service websites, Elijah Griffin is clearly a talented player. And depending on how this recruitment plays out, we'll dive into what kind of player he is at a later date. But the fact that the Gamecocks, with everything that they've done recently, with what could end up happening for them in just the next week, that next eight or nine days, they are now already finding themselves seemingly near the top of the ladder, for one of the best prospects in the entire country for the 2025 recruiting cycle, this is just validating how much Shane Beamer and South Carolina's coaching staff are on the minds of some of the best players in high school football now. Kids especially in the Southeast, kids in the DMV region, in Washington, D.C., in Maryland and Virginia, and sporadically in other states, Texas, Mississippi, they are paying attention to South Carolina now. It all goes back to what happened last season. South Carolina got three top 25 wins against Kentucky, and then obviously the two big ones, Tennessee and Clemson. South Carolina won eight games. South Carolina took a historic football program in Notre Dame all the way down to the final minutes in the Gator Bowl. And... 
Yes, if maybe they had some of the guys that had defected on the team, they could have won that game. It's clear that South Carolina has taken drastic steps forward in terms of becoming a potential contender in the SEC and potentially on the national stage here in the sport of college football. Now, again, you're not going to hear national analysts step out on a proverbial limb, so to speak, and say that because they look at a program like South Carolina, and again, all they do is use historical data. And the historical data, admittedly, for the majority of it, tells them that they should not put in too much stock quite yet, that they need to still be in wait-and-see mode. While teams like Tennessee, who, in fairness to them, they did make a really big jump last season, they're already being dubbed as Georgia's biggest challenger next year. South Carolina's not even really being brought up in that conversation at this current moment. But guess what? As I mentioned before, particularly for the fans, it doesn't matter what the national analysts think. What does matter is what these kids think. And these kids are clearly looking at South Carolina and they're saying they've got something going over here. At a minimum, I need to go pay a visit to them and I need to go check out what they got going on. And who knows, maybe they'll surprise me, at least in certain aspects. And then there's other kids like Elijah Griffin who he does not have to make an official decision for another 23 months. And he's already getting prepared to visit South Carolina for the third time in this recruiting process, more than any other team up to this point, including the home state Georgia Bulldogs. That speaks volumes. It speaks volumes in terms of the progress that Shane Beamer and this program have made. And again, if South Carolina continues to add up these victories on the recruiting trail with these guys that they're landing right now, if they continue to make progress on the field, by the time everyone else across the country catches up to what's going on here in Columbia, the Gamecocks are going to be fighting Georgia for the SEC East title. There's going to be people that are going to hear that, at least at this current moment, and they're going to laugh at me for saying that. But it's the truth. Anybody who covers this region, people who pay attention to South Carolina to a heavy extent, they don't need to put on any sort of glasses to see what is going on here right now at South Carolina. And the Elijah Griffin development here with him visiting the Gamecocks again just validates that to an even greater extent. So South Carolina making some massive inroads here with multiple national prospects on the recruiting trail and That's something that, again, just tells you how much closer Shane Beamer is to getting this program to where he not only believes, but where he obviously wants it to be. So with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are your thoughts on Michael Smith? What do you think he's going to bring to South Carolina's offense as long as he stays committed and, of course, signs with them? What do you think about other offensive skill position targets? Mazio Bennett, B.J. Gibson, DeMello Jones. And lastly, what are your thoughts on Elijah Griffin taking another visit to check out South Carolina's football program? Let me know your thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube or shoot me a direct message at A-Line underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll try to respond to any messages you have as quickly as I see them. And, of course, once again, Don't forget to make Lockdown College Basketball your second listen or watch now that you have watched or listened to 
the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.